You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. So is your backup running? Uh, sure. <laughs> and folks, that's where we start once again with Mike having backup runnings. Running backups. Um, um, yeah, don't run, don't back up running. Uh, you'll fall over, you'll trip over something. There. Yeah. Welcome to Kiki. Oh, go ahead. No, I was say, even though I th- I can run probably faster than anyone backwards, I don't know what that says about me. But oh, there you go. And okay. folks, welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode two zero six. We are dancing the duet tonight. Uh, I'm leading. Mike has asked for no dipping, so right. Yeah, <laughs> makes my head dizzy. Uh, Mark was busy, uh, and we have a planned guest who we are rescheduling. Um, and, uh, that guest will be with us probably right now as it stands April 3rd or yeah, April 3rd. So we'll see how that goes. But before we go too much further, because it is Mark's most favorite part of the show, we have to do the world famous weather report. (laughs) And I even got a world famous weather report sent to me from our dear friend and fellow geek, Miss Elisa Paselli. She, she wanted to report out because she knows how much Mark cares about the weather. She said, here in upstate New York, we've had a winter with the least amount of snow and the warmest average temperature since records have been kept. That's very saddening. I approve, though. My dear friend Kevin thinks otherwise. It was cool today, this Sunday, uh, April or March 20th. And uh, it was cool today, high 37 degrees. Temps will reach low 50s midweeks. The threat of snow for us for this weekend is gone. Just cool nights to deal with. Electric blankets still on the bed. Elisa, thank you for sending this in and proving my point that this is a world-famous, off-requested weather report. I will report, too, that we had snow yesterday. We had probably an inch of snow. I mean, it came down hard. And melted about 35 minutes later. (laughs) (laughs) Your favorite Uh, kind. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the kind that goes away. Well, and, you know, I thought, since Mark does have a problem with the the world-famous weather report, I thought maybe I'd do something different and uh, maybe do a dramatic uh, reading uh, of what we had here. Um, I thought, you know, I'd tell a little story because, you know, know, in the – in the great land of the uh, kingdom of South Dakota that resides on the Great Plains, Princess uh, Springtime came to visit, and it was a happy time, and we were all, you know, joyful and celebrating. But then the evil Queen Winter came and imprisoned her, and you know we are back to the cold, dark days again. But we have no fear because we know that at some point we, uh, she, Princess uh, Springtime, will make her escape and come back to our fair kingdom here to, you know, bring her warmth and uh, loveliness and greenery with her. So. I shoot the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! <laughs> and we have a cracked fairy tale there now. So there you go. Uh, no, it was actually, it's, it's very nice for me today. It was, uh, it's 41 degrees currently. It got up into the mid forties, which I'm okay with. That's okay. It's not too warm. Uh, Mark is experiencing lovely temperatures in the low sixties today. Mm. And currently, currently, uh, 13 feet above our house. Um, it's, uh, 36 degrees. So yes, my weather app says it's 37 degrees at at your house so we'll we'll, okay. we'll agree that it's we'll go with 36 sure. and a half there you go <laughs> yeah half a degree that'll kill us <laughs> death to the half no anyway but so so folks this week again you're going to as i said you're going to dance the duet with just mike and i and um, we hope we can entertain you and inform you and i had something that i, I want to start out with that's really kind of funny I was digging around for, I don't remember what it was, in, in some junk drawer somewhere, and I found one of my old little gadgets that I bought many, many moons ago. And it's, it's, a very, it's, a, it's of a probing nature. So this is, has, has had Mike worried. But I will hold I it up. I still am. I will hold it up and see if Mike can figure out what it is. It's a uh, long metal tube with a black rubber cap and a curved glass piece of glass at the top that bends at 90 degrees. Well, look, it looks like it's a... Oh, is that a flashlight? 
Or is it a bat? Oh, okay, yeah, it's a flash. Okay. I thought maybe it, it could have also been one of those uh, little uh, keyboard vacuum cleaners. I couldn't quite tell. Your, uh, I think my tablet is – oh, there we go. Uh, it, your picture is sort of uh, granulating a little bit, so I had to – okay, no, now it makes sense. No. Oh, blinded by, by the light. light. Wrapped oh, up like a – um, yeah. This is uh, something I bought many moons ago. This will make Mark even more upset. I bought this at a gun show, I don't know how many years ago. But it's great for looking up the barrel of a gun when you need to hold a flashlight and check to see if the barrel needs to be cleaned. You know, before I load it with rock salt for Mark when he gets here. <laughs> well, he's going to have such a warm welcome. He is. He is. That and the tar and feathering that everybody else is planning for him. Sure. But no, this, uh, it's really cool because you get, I mean, it can be used for more than any time where, I mean, anytime you're having to shine a light that you can't really hold something directly up or you kind of need to get in at an odd angle. This is actually a handy little gadget. I wish I could remember where I bought it from. It was just at a vendor. Um, it's a pen light. And of course it's not LED because it's that old. Um, I know I've had this thing for a good 15 years, maybe probably closer to 20 years. Um, but it's very handy when you're trying to clean the barrel of a gun to see, you know, to see how clean or how dirty it is, uh, before you go swabbing it out. But it could also be used, I don't know, whatever else you'd need to look around the corner with light for. I'm afraid well, to shine it in my ear, though, because I'm afraid the light will come out the other side. Oh, well, there's a big magnifying glass in there. It'll probably come out as a spotlight. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, something like that could be handy, because sometimes I've, uh, I'm working on things and, um, you know, my, the nature of all my jobs, I've had to do mechanical things in cramped spaces just to have some small light that you could, um, like I say, you wouldn't have to have the flashlight in your way. You could set this off to the side and shine a little light in there. That would be kind of nice. And um, and no offense to your profession, Kevin, but I still maintain that one of the requirements for engineers is a uh, class called Sadism 101. Um, Probably. <laughs> Yeah, because um, I've worked on different pieces of equipment over my lifetime, and obviously the people who designed it have never had to work on it because some of the things I've seen, some of the places you have to get into work, this is where your light kind of took me off on a tangent there, but it kind of inspired me. Um, I've had to work on different pieces of farm equipment. I remember this one. We had a Massey Ferguson, a self-propelled uh, combine, and I had to take the starter off the motor uh, one time, to, because it uh, crapped out on us. So I'm laying there behind the cab. There was about a foot and a half space between the cab and the uh, grain tank on this combine. So I'm laying back there, reaching down into the engine compartment, and um, the uh, starter is tucked in behind this thing, so you can get a socket on there, and you can literally go one click of a turn to get the bolt off. So you're going click, click. Click and all the time that you're doing this and you're swearing and the blood is rushing to your head more so than usual. Um, there's this zerk uh, for people who don't know. It's a uh, apparatus for pumping grease into bearings and stuff. So this is this zerk poking me in the chest. I'm laying on it there, and I'm muttering about whoever the dumb. Even though we have the explicit tag, I won't tell you exactly what I was thinking because it was pretty, <laughs> pretty bad. But I'm sitting there thinking, what idiot decided that this was a good way to do it? So there was three bolts on there, two of them from the inside, and the other one I could reach back behind through the cab and get on there. And that one was like, you know, you can take that one off pretty quick. But I'm sitting there muttering, trying to get these other two bolts out. And I was not a happy camper. Uh, I'm not used to being upside down. Some people tell me I have my head up my... But anyway, um, <laughs> this is not a natural position for me. So by the time I got done, I was uh, uh, fit to be tied. Uh, and I've seen other things like that, too. We had uh, 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 an Oliver tractor that uh, I had to get the... Uh, it was either the uh, diesel injector or the uh, starter off on that one. And um, it was one of those things that you couldn't get a socket in there, and they had this one bolt. So I ended up taking a wrench, cutting it in half, a 916 wrench, and then re-welding it at a 90-degree angle so I could get it in there to get to this bolt to take it off. Uh, when you have to design your own tools to work on things, you know, that just that's one of my pet peeves. Oh, no, no. I, I'm there with you. And fortunately, <laughs> most of that kind of stuff was done by mechanical, and I'm a civil engineer, so... I can I can take no offense at that. 
Okay, well, I, uh, let's go light on the civil there. But anyway, C I C I V I L. That oh. guy had a civil. Oh, okay, okay. Well, then you're oh, off the hook. Although technically two classes, and I would have my mechanical too. <laughs> I just was tired of school and said all the hell with it. <laughs> so by the time you take those two, your ornery, and you want to take it out, and everybody is at it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I, well. Now I couldn't even go back and take those other two classes because I don't think it would quite work out. So, but I don't. Uh, things, things have probably changed, in, you know, since dinosaurs roamed the earth and you was in college. So, well, I, I actually I think I've told this before. I started college well after high school. I started. I didn't start college till the late '80s, and I graduated in the early '90s. So, mm. I was late. I was late starting, uh, but. Um, I'm sure it's changed enough over the past twenty some odd years since I graduated from college that well, yeah, it wouldn't come out well. <laughs> no, but you, but you know, I, you made me think about when you talk about making your own tools. I one time had a uh, car that the trunk thing, uh, the trunk, the, the lock and stuff jammed on, and I couldn't open the trunk to the car. It was a '78 Buick Regal. So I had so what I did was I figured out well I can get the back seat out of the car. So I got the back seat out of the car, but of course there's still kind of like a, a a metal frame there with some small holes just big enough to fit my arms through, but no way can I reach back and hit the latch on the on the trunk. So I went and found, begged, borrowed, and steal every socket extension I could get from the neighbors, my uncle who was a mechanic, and I have like. 10 of these socket extensions put together for the socket wrench with the thing on it. And I gingerly work it through there and I slowly take off the trunk latch from the inside out so that I can flip, replace the whole thing and take it apart. A couple of people, a couple of my friends, when they heard what I did, were just like flabbergasted. And I said, well, you know, I didn't want to pay a locksmith to come do it. So, you know, so I had to borrow half a dozen socket extensions from people just to reach the thing. Well, where, where there's a will, there's a way. Um, yeah. And that kind of reminds me, too, that uh, – and this is sort of a uh, uh, a continuation of the um, freezer story that I told last week. The freezer died at school. So um, the stuff in the freezer got moved to a uh, – a different freezer and uh, walk-in freezer in town to the drive-in that's not open right now. So uh, the other day we went to get the stuff and we got the key from the guy to get in there. Well, I put the key in there and it would turn part way. It was a deadbolt. It would turn part way, but it wouldn't finish going the rest of the way. And I couldn't turn it back to get the key out. Oops. So, yeah. And so I'm going, I'm looking at it and I have my bag of tools. I have my tool belt with me. Because I'm Batman. But um, I have my tool pouch. And so I have a putty knife, and I've got my, uh, like every good uh, reform farmer should have, i got my pocket knife. So, and I can see the deadbolt there through the jam, uh, between the, the door frame and the door there. So I take the, uh, the uh, knife, and I uh, am able to move the deadbolt over and hold it with the putty knife. And I keep doing that until I get the deadbolt to move, and then I open the door up. Uh, Turn the deadlock uh, deadbolt back to the its proper position, and then pull the key out. Very ingenious. <laughs> yes, I think on my feet. So there you go. Hey, you, we've always got. That's the thing about being a geek, though. We're always inventing fixes mm-hmm. for stuff. We always have to fix stuff because half the time we broke it. <laughs> oh, so. so. Yeah, well, unless it, and you know, I, I still like Windows, but unless it's Windows, because then they just uh, make an operating system that justifies the making of a, a bunch of different tools. Well, you know, it's funny. I had to do uh, an upgrade. My wife's laptop was all gone to hell. It was still running Vista, but she hadn't wanted me to bother it. So I, it's finally started. There's some update that Microsoft was pushing down. This is what made me think of it. And even when I turned off automatic updates. Sh- it still would do it somehow, or she accidentally told it to. And when it would pull that update down, it would cause, it would do it, it would install the update, you could reboot the computer, you could log in, and you got a black screen. It never went any further. I left it set for a day just to make sure, (laughs) and it never got back. So I said, look, let's go ahead and upgrade you to Windows 10. So I said, is there anything on here you want? She said, no. She said, everything's saved off on something else. So there's no, you know, there's nothing of any consequence. So I installed Windows 10 on her laptop, which is 
ancient. I want to say that thing's probably seven years old now. Hmm. Maybe something like that. Six or seven years old. And that thing runs like a bat out of hell now. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was amazing. I mean, and, you know, I was really pleased with how quickly Windows 10 installed. And then I had to go in and do, I had to tweak it a little bit here and there. I had to do the printer install. I had to reload iTunes and uh, some other stuff for her. And I got everything. But I mean, it's really fast. Now, she did lose her copy of Outlook because it was an ancient version of Outlook. I think it was Outlook 2003 or something like that. So I said, why don't we give Mail and Windows 10 a try? And I had never fooled with mail inside Windows 10. Mm. You know what? I logged in. It said, what do you want to set up? I set up the accounts. It detected all the settings from the different mail vendors that she uses. And boom, everything worked. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? This is pretty good. I'm, you know, I can't bag on it. It actually worked. Uh, I think I've set uh, mail up for my wife on her computer. It's the local ISP. She still has a... She uses the mail account from the local ISP, so I set it up on there, and that worked pretty good. And it's it's not bad. I mean, uh, uh, boy, I can't remember if I. I think we used Outlook Express once upon a time. I think the neighbor. No, I think I got her set up. Uh, the one that I do tech support for all the time. I think I got her set up on uh, Windows Mail now too. And at one point, she used. Uh, Outlook Express, I think it is. But, you know, they've all made the transition and not really too much. They can find stuff. It works. Uh, they're not, you know, heavy-duty mail users. But, um, yeah, I don't think there's anything too wrong with uh, with mail in there. Like I said, I still say that, you know, Windows 10, it sucks less. It's, it's getting yeah. better all the time. So, Well, I was really surprised how it detected the – I mean – it asked for the email address, and it went out and detected the settings for the, the two different providers that she uses uh, has email accounts with. And I went, well, what the hell? This is pretty cool. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, how many times have you had to add uh, uh, enter the uh, server address and... Uh, the pop stuff, all the pop information, uh, or the yeah. IMAP information. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's not pretty. But yeah, it just detected. The mail started rolling in. She's happy. She's happy. I'm happy. You know, <laughs> happy wife, happy life. That's exactly it. But I was really pleased with how much. And this is a only like a one gigahertz processor in this thing. Mm. Uh, and it's got two gigs of RAM in it. It runs pretty damn nice. I, I have to give it. It's extended the life of a machine that I figured I was going to be replacing. But at this point, I don't see any need to replace it at least for another year or so. Anyway. Well, see, and I've got my, um, it was, I guess I'd call it my first laptop, my little uh, netbook that I got here, my Dell netbook. And I put Windows 10 on there. And, of course, that's only a Atom processor, a 1.6, I think it's a 1.6 Atom processor, single core, I think one gig of RAM in there. It ran it, and I knew it wasn't going to be fast, but this was, you know, slow. And it just got to the point where I got frustrated, so I just took it off and I put um, uh, L L Ubuntu. I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, Ubuntu. Ubuntu. There we go on there, um, and that works pretty good. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do with it, but I do. You know, <laughs> I, I, I you know I have the soft spot. You know, you know, uh, anim- anamorphizing. I, uh, I, I have a soft spot right here on top of my head. <laughs> that explains a lot. Um, <laughs> But uh, I have a soft spot for that uh, thing, so I keep it around, and uh, I put Linux on there. And like I, said, I just haven't gotten inspired of what I want to do with it yet exactly. But it that runs fairly good. I mean, considering it's it's a smallish screen, I want to say, uh, what is it, a thousand by five hundred or something like that? Yeah, they're yeah. not. Very, yeah, my, I remember the HP uh, netbook I had wasn't very big. That was a nice little computer. I've, at times, I've right. almost regretted selling it. Yeah, and I still got it around here, and it's got a one gigabyte hard drive in it. I thought about putting my music collection on there. I should see how uh, how well it would work for, see if it would handle playing movies on there. Um, Mine did. I used to, that's before I had anything else, when we would travel, because it, la- it did much better than a portable DVD player did. 
I rip movies and put it on there and when we were traveling or something like that I just set it up on the console and hey here kids watch movies please don't bug me let daddy drive <laughs> yeah. stay away from the driver um, yeah and like I said I, could, uh, I might do something like that and make it into a you know a media computer or something I don't need one but I don't need 99% of the crap in this room here but well, you know, hey, I got it yeah. we're geeks we have to have our crap well, I know. Yeah, it's part of our DNA, you know, uh, or DLNA, you know, however, you yeah, know, whatever. Well, you know, uh, I've been looking at, I've got an old laptop here I want to muck around with. I think I'm going to put uh, Ubuntu uh, Mate or Mate or however they say it oh, okay. on it and see how it runs. I haven't fooled with Ubuntu itself in quite a while. I've been using other Linux distros. But, you know, it's lightweight. It also has a skin that makes it look like a Mac. So I mm. said, hey, I'm there. <laughs> what the hell? And, you know, I used to be a big Linux uh, user. And then I got in the Mac, and now I'm back to playing games on Windows. Although there is, uh, you know, I haven't, maybe at some point I could do a Steam OS uh computer which is basically a linux uh variation of linux to run steam games maybe i could do something like that um and that would get me back into linux a little bit and um but like i said i got i, I loved linux but the thing was playing games on it was a painful experience i've tried a few it sort of worked but the, you had to do a song and a dance to get all the stuff to work and graphic drivers and uh Oh, it and then swing, to, swing the chicken over your head and yeah, sacrifice a virgin. There was the rough spot. Uh, <laughs> not a lot of them out there. <laughs> no, yeah, um, it gets a little thin sometimes. But um, so you know, try to to make all that work is just um, you'd either do something like um, you could use wine, which was you know, uh, wine, which is. Wine is not a Windows emulator or something. Uh, see, Windows uh, Wine is not an emulator. There we go. Yeah. Um, I, I like recursive um, uh, acronyms, um, but uh, you would. You, I tried using that, and that was a uh, bucket of pain to try and get it to work. Sometimes they had Play on Linux, which was sort of a variation of. I think they went and stripped out all the important parts of. Windows that you needed to make a game work and put it in there, and you know there was that, and I think there was another one I was keeping an eye on for a while, and I think I've now forgotten what it was that would allow you to play games on Linux, and um, it just, but like I say, Windows Seven came out, it was better, um, certainly not XP, uh, and then <laughs> yeah, and then Windows Ten came out, Windows Eight was you know I thought it was an interesting step forward, although I think they really. Um, messed it up with that hey we're going to use this tablet interface on there so uh that was kind of frustrating but yeah no i mean i'm i'm okay with it i again i'm still i'm more mac linux i mean as far as personal preference i still have to use windows because hey i work for a business guess what like 99 percent of corporate america they use windows but uh I'm okay with Mac and Linux, and I just like to play around. I like the idea of getting in at the terminal level because I still remember some of that from my days as a semi-Unix administrator. So that's that's the main reason I prefer it. Well, yeah, and I remember, you know, very first – well, my very first computer, I think I've talked about it ages ago on here. Uh, well, the very first computer, this was all command line. You had to type yeah. in everything. No user interface in Windows uh, – I, uh, well, this is before Windows DOS. Uh, I think I was all the way up to Windows 6.1, uh, and then finally moved on you, to... You mean DOS 6.1? Or DOS 6.1, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then Windows 3.1 you know, came along, and I think I even had... Uh, and I don't remember what they were. I should sometimes sit down and see if I can rack my brain. There was a couple uh, GUI interfaces I tried before. I tried Windows I think Gem was one of them. GEM. Yeah, there was Gem. There was one I think called Geos or something. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I remember that one. There were a couple of them I fooled around. I fooled with OS2 Warp. Never uh, tried that one. Um, trying to remember. I used Windows 286. I used Windows 386. Um, I used DR DOS a little bit. Uh, I used all kinds of different things. Um, 
before before settling on uh, starting. I guess it was Windows 3.0 was the first full fledged long term use of Windows, and I never did. I always did like Windows 2000, but of course it was really not geared for gaming. You couldn't play games on it. Mm. And, all that kind of stuff. I begrudgingly moved from Windows 2000 <laughs> to Windows XP. I mean, that was like a painful, painful experience for me to have to make that change. Well, and I used Windows ME because I had gotten a computer with that on it. Yeah, I know. Mighty excrement. Um, and I, I think I've mentioned it before. There was um, a, that kid in town that ran the computer shop. He claimed somebody did a clean install of Windows ME and left it there, and it corrupted itself without doing anything. So, uh, And I could believe it. <laughs> yeah, I would, too. Because <laughs> Outlook was always crashing on there, and you had to do things. And it was just blue screens all the time. That was just frustrating. You should have tried Microsoft Bob. <laughs> uh, what about Bob? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no. But you know, I've been thinking about my my venerable MacBook Air, which I bought used. It's the original first gen MacBook Air, and it's my Windows Ten laptop. Oddly, I mean, it's running both. Right. Uh, and sometimes I boot it into Windows Ten. Sometimes I I use it strictly as a Mac. My daughter, who uses it a lot, uses it as Mac, um, partly because she doesn't know how to boot into Windows. Um, I've never showed her because I don't want her to. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm going to have to replace it as my floating laptop, I call it, for lack of a better term. And as I said last week, something that's got my itch, uh, got me itching is one of these, uh, either a Chromebook or those Windows laptops. I've looked at a few of them that are like sub $200. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm talking like 150 to 170 you know? So they're not Some pretty- of those... Some of those HPs I think I've seen. Uh, the ones I've looked at mostly, uh, our friend George out in Tulsa, mm. uh, or George from Tulsa as he's known online, folks, uh, has, uh, he's got an Asus, or no, it's a Toshiba Chromebook, and I can't remember the model number off the top of my head. Now, it's a little more expensive uh, than I want to go, but I've looked at uh, an Asus and a Lenovo. The Asus is a Chromebook. The Lenovo is running Windows 10. You know, just Windows 10. It's got like the 32 gig solid state drive and 2 gigs of RAM. It's not huge. It looks cool, though, because it comes like in bright red. And that's one of the reasons <laughs> I thought it looked cool, just because it's in bright red. You know, nobody would be able to say, that's not your computer. You know, where's your computer? It's the one there that glows when the lights are turned off. Awesome. But, you know, it's just a kind of a... I don't want to say throwaway laptop. I hate to think of technology as throwaway. But at that price, you know, it almost is just when I need a compute when I need something slightly more than a tablet. And I uh because I do use my iPad all the time. I am forever using it. Soon, it's the first thing I pick up between it and my phone. It's the first it's you know, they're always with me almost when I'm here in the house, so I always have something. But occasionally some futz or some dumbass doesn't have something set up to t- to work right on a tablet or on a phone. Mm. Believe it or not, folks, there's still people that don't have websites that'll work well with it. Oh, so Lord. it's 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 nice to have you know a full mm. quote unquote air quotes type computer. So I'm I'm eyeballing these. Hence the reason I talked last week about you know getting the little uh, Windows on a stick type of computer and hooking it to my TV you know, type of situation. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I don't know. I'm, you know, it's, it's a long-term project with low, low goals and high success, high success for geek geekdom. If I decide to do it, I'm, I'm thinking that way anyway. Right. And I've kind of had, and I'm at the other end of the spectrum and I keep talking myself off that ledge, but, um, uh, I keep having this desire to get a gaming laptop sometimes. And it, it kind of flared up today because the weather was nicer. And I like to take our dog Molly out back and out back for her to do her thing. And I thought it'd be kind of nice now that the weather's starting to warm up to sit outside uh, on the patio table and maybe play some games or something outside. Get outside. I hear fresh air is good for a person. I thought I'd try it sometime. Um, and I thought it'd be kind of nice to have. You know, a gaming laptop I could take out there. Um, 
I mean, I could, I got my all in one. It would be a little clunky, but I mean, I could take it out there. You got your mouse, your keyboard, and your, your gaming thing. It could be done. It'd be a nice screen to take out there, but, you know, a gaming laptop would be kind of nice. I think you need one of those nice Alienware laptops. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see, I've looked, I've never, I haven't quite ruled them out, but I kind of have this thing for, um, shoot, who makes it now? Um, oh, shoot. This is what happens when we freeform here, people. Do we end up uh, not prepared? Uh, RO. <laughs> shoot, I can't remember who makes it. Um, I don't think it's HP. Um, well, you could definitely be Sheldon because Sheldon uses an Alienware laptop. Oh, yeah. An Alienware. See, see that's Dale. I wonder, is it HP? Um, now I'm going to try and Google here while we. This makes uh, for exciting radio, folks. Stand by. <laughs> yes, the best gaming laptop. Because, um, uh, oh, Asus. Um, Asus? Oh, they make great machines. Yeah, ROG, uh, Republic of Gaming. There we go. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, they, uh, and they've got some there that looks pretty cool. I think uh, it, like, vents out the back. Um, I do, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people wish I wouldn't. I'm jet-propelled. <laughs> If you're ever, if you're ever out in public and you fart, just start walking real fast and say jet powered, um, <laughs> or blame it on somebody standing next to you. There you go, or the have a dog handy. Yeah, uh, damn it. But like I say, that that's kind of piqued my interest. And they got some pretty good. And if you watch like refurbished uh, sites or like Newegg or uh, Woot has some on there from time to time. Uh, you can get some fairly decent ones. I got came pretty close last year. I think they had, I think it was one of these Asus uh, laptops. They had like 32 gigs of memory in it and a pretty decent um, uh, processor and graphics card in it. You know, probably wasn't the most current, but um, it still wasn't anything to sneeze at. And it was what? <sighs> 11, 1500, somewhere in there. Yeah, Alienware's, uh, you can get those, the 13-inch models, I think, start around, uh, uh, I just was just looking a second ago while you were chatting along, start at less sure. than $1,000. Yeah, it depends, you know, uh, and I don't know, I think if I got a gaming laptop, I'd go like a 17 or an 18-inch, I want a big one. Um, <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but just a bigger screen. Um, well, even the 17-inch ones are only $1,500. Yeah, I was going to look on, uh, like I said, my favorite place next to Amazon is Woot, which is the subsidiary of Woot, Woot. Amazon. Oh, sorry. Woot. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and sometimes I don't see it. They don't have any on here currently, but they have some on here from time to time. And they've got uh, Asus. They've got uh, some Alienwares. they got some. Uh, they got different kinds on there. Um and oh yeah, now I'm here at uh, the Woot page, and they got uh, Corsair flash drives. Oh, how much? Uh, let's see. They've got a 64 gig for 40 bucks. Uh, let's see here. What's at the bottom? That's usually the most expensive. Well, hey, they have a whole bunch here. Um, they got a. Sl- oh, see, those are sold out. Which one's not sold out? So I don't have to open a separate page. Uh, Here's a 16 gig for six ninety nine. Uh, let's see here. I haven't bought a thumb drive since yesterday. It's been almost thirty six hours. Oh my! The world economy is about to collapse. But um, they got sliders in here. They got all kinds of interesting. Yeah, I scored things. a uh, thirty two gig thumb drive for uh, eight ninety nine at Staples yesterday. Let's see. Yeah, got, uh, here's a Corsair. It looks kind of looks nifty. Uh, let's see here. It looks. Uh, it's, it's got a. It's a three It's got a rubber coating to it. Looks like you could even put it on a keychain or something. Got a little dongle there. You got, oh, you who is somebody likes saying that word dongle? Who's it? Um. Well, I was reading. Um, some guy got in uh, his political season, so I've been off reading. You know, he's flashing me, people. 
Oh, Lord. I, I saw it there. I was trying to ignore it, but then he leaned in there. It was kind of hard to uh, to ignore it. But, um, um, no, the, uh, some guy was at a conference, and he said something about big dongles, and somebody <laughs> took offense at that, claimed it was a sexist comment or something. And so, uh, That's where I had... Uh, it, 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 it truly is a word for those that don't know. I mean, these things go back years in the IT world, I can tell you that. Because at one time, that was the way they did uh, software uh, anti-piracy. Is you had to have a hardware uh, dongle device that was plugged into a port on the computer, and it checked that before the software would start. And uh, a lot of times, they were like parallel port ones. We'd actually have to put parallel, extra parallel ports in computers just to plug in the damn dongles that we needed. Yeah, I never had any for software uh, uh anti-piracy but i did have um i had a game that plugged it was stranger plugged into the parallel port i think it was it was a um this was before guitar hero um it was something that you plugged in and you had like this little pick and you could either air strum it or you could use a tennis racket or something and the idea was was to try and kind of strum in rhythm with the music playing in there. It's kind of interesting, but parallel parts have gone the way of the dodo bird now. So that's, you know, I think I eventually threw that out. So, yeah, that's the one reason I'm hanging on to this one old laptop because I've still got a bunch of zip disks that actually still work. As far as I know, I need to get some of that data off there. It's not critical, but I'd like to get it off. (laughs) Yeah. I've got my, um, that, uh, my first real Mac that I bought, um, has a zip drive in there. Uh, I don't think I had anything on there. And, you know, for that the brief ten minutes between um, floppy drives and uh, optical uh, optical drives or CDs or whatever, uh, that was kind of neat because I was trying to back things up with uh, uh, floppy drives, and it's like you know, a megabyte at a time. And you're copying and you're copying and you're copying, and it just is irritating beyond belief to try and back. So I thought uh, zip drives, you know, this is going to be awesome. Well, then CD drives came out and you had rewritables. And, yeah, uh, and then, then once we got to thumb drives, thumbsticks, whatever yeah. you call them, and I developed my addiction. They're, uh, uh, they beat the hell out. I, I do have to say that uh, the other day I was going through something else and found a couple more brand new thumb drives. <laughs> In the package? Yeah, still in the package. (laughs) Boy. Yeah. Oh, I see. That one, I have one of those. I have a 16-gig version of that one. Uh, That used to be by Daily Carry for a long time. Um, Matter of fact, it's probably in one of my bag of thumb drives here. (laughs) I'm I'm just going to glance real quick here. As, as the listeners get to listen to me dig around in the bag here. Yep, there it is. <laughs> uh-huh. I, don't even, I don't even remember what size this one is. Um, but it was so cool. This was my daily carry. This is what you're talking about right there? Yeah, there you go. And I don't even know what size this one is. Huh, I wonder if it says on here somewhere. People are going, really? They're talking about thumb drives looking at shit. <laughs> I'll have to plug this one in to see what the hell's on it. This is one of the ones I don't have any clue what the hell's on it, so... I'm guessing this is probably either 8 or 16, if I had to guess. So, it's when that was a lot. I got my oh. eyeball on a couple 256s right now. Well, Because the 128s just, have gotten so cheap. <laughs> well, and I uh, got to looking a little bit more closely on here. You're going to have to get this one. Why? It's got a... It's got a padlock on it. <gasps> no, I just haven't looked at this. Padlock 2 USB 16 gigabyte flash drive. Uh, designed for confidential and sensitive information. Your files are protected from snooping with 256-bit uh, ASE hardware encryption. Uh, and uh, durable rubber housing helps protect them from the elements, too. Uh, easy to use, intricate. Uh, Integrated uh, pin pad means no software is needed, so Padlock works equally well with Microsoft Windows, Mac OS uh, X, and even Linux-based systems. Oh, damn it! Oh. 
and I'm feeding the addiction, people. Uh, I found some cheap tablets. Mmm, <laughs> tablets. Uh, We're feeding each other's addictions here. So. Yes, this the, ne- never a good thing when we we co-op each other when we're <laughs> enabling each other's problems. <laughs> yes, no kidding. Uh, speaking of problems, I I was bored for something to watch today. Of course, there's not a damn thing on television. There's some sort of basketball tournament going on that's eating up every all the television channels. So. I was watching a lot of YouTube today, and I saw a review of the Moto second generation Moto E Android phone, and they sell unlocked for about fifty bucks. This could be the undoing of me, people. I might, I you know, I haven't had the phone, my Android phone, that long, but this looks really nice for fifty bucks, and it's pretty much a stock Android, right? I I uh, I could be moving over to that. <laughs> I really want another iPhone for my second phone, but you know. Well, and the thing is, I need my iPhone is uh, five is three years old. I think it's still working okay, except the power button is getting hard to push on there, especially in this case that I have, uh, battery pack case. Um, and so I'm thinking about a phone, and I'll probably get an iPhone, but I kind of kicked around the idea of an Android phone because, frankly, right now, Siri is starting to piss me off. I try to dic- Yes. I try to dictate things into there, like I'm at work, and I have a terrible memory. Yeah, yeah, I'll remember to do that later. No, I won't. So I try to dictate uh, reminders into my phone, and... Um, Thank goodness I usually remember what it is when I open it up. Otherwise, Kasiri mangles this stuff so badly. And and the fact that we have an explicit tag, which makes it easier to explain some of Siri's comments, is all the more telling that Siri is seriously fucked up here. Uh, <laughs> because one day, uh, the, the cook in the kitchen asked me to run through the... Uh, kitchen with the auto scrubber because they ran short of time and just wanted me to go in there and scrub it with our machine. I said, sure, I can do it. So I was going to do it later after things died down. So I told Siri, remind me at three o'clock to scrub in kitchen. Well, what Siri ended up spitting out was, uh, I will remind you to screw in the kitchen. (laughs) How did your wife feel about that? Yeah, no, this is the kitchen at work. So, no, uh, that didn't sound all that good. Uh, And so it's mangled things like that. And the other day, and I I copied and pasted this one literally so that uh, I could remember exactly how it went. My daughter was uh, texting me back and forth, uh, and we were talking. She's watching – the episodes of MASH because she's never watched, she's watching them on Netflix. She's never watched them from beginning to end. She's watched them on TV when they put up whatever they feel like on there. So she's watching them from beginning to end. And she's at season four when Trapper John leaves and Colonel Henry Blake dies. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she said uh, that made me sad. And what I dictated in the series was, yeah, that was a tough season. What series spit out was, yeah, that was kind of pussies. Oh dear, to your daughter? No, no, I I didn't send it to her. I mean, I don't hit send right away. I proofread this stuff before I send it. I go, no, I'm going to cut and paste and save that because, okay, you know, that is nothing like that was kind of a tough season. Um, that that's it, screenshot worthy to post the the Siri <laughs> fail. Uh, yeah, I should have done that. Like I said, I just cut it, cut and pasted the text out of there. But that was like okay, you know. Uh, and I realized that maybe I don't always speak clearly, and you know, like I should. Um, I are you putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable? Yeah, something something like that, Sylvester. Um, <laughs> And then, you know, and, and I realized, too, that having, you know, a, a denture in the top here has changed the way I speak a little bit. Uh, th- uh, they, they did tell me there will be a little bit of a lisp there from time to time just because that's the way it works. Um, but I still, even though, then I'll sit there and I will talk slowly and enunciate like this so Siri will understand what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> and even then it gets it wrong. And so, like I say, I'm just frustrated with Siri, but now I've got um, 
I've got my uh, NVIDIA, my Android tablet here, and that's got Google Now on it. And so sometimes when I'm playing Borderlands over here, um, I'll come across a weapon that looks like it could be interesting. And so I go and look it up to see if it's worth you know, throwing something away to hang on to this one. That's what I do, people. I'm a geek, but it keeps me off the streets and out of the bars. But anyway, so I'm sitting there. <laughs> And trying to decide, do I want this weapon? So I'll just, I've got my, you know, someday I should clean this place up and take a picture here because this is a geek's paradise. You talk about your multiple screens. Well, I've got my big 27-inch you know, all-in-one there, but then I've got on either side of it two swing arm tablet holders here. So I've got my Android uh, tablet on the one, and I'll swing it over, uh, fire up the screen, press the Google Now button, and I will dictate into it. And I can say darn near anything, and it will uh, reproduce faithfully everything I say. Even one day I was looking up a weapon, uh, and it was, uh, I forget what it was, but it was a uh, uh, TAS4R. Basically, it was Leet Speak for Taser. Uh, But I'm speaking letters in there, and it pops up. Is this what you mean? Yeah. You know, it had no problem understanding anything I say. Um, and I, you know, haven't tried longer things, but just uh, speaking and things like that. Uh, and you can kind of, I think it's a visual effect to p- let people know it's working, but you kind of see it looks like it's flipping through different words. But then it always seems to correctly pick the words that I have spoken into it uh, and not some random thing that comes out of series bizarre psyche uh whatever you want to call its operating <laughs> system in there um and it's just i'm you know i'm a little frustrated with that because uh i do like the hands-free thing uh and to just be able to you know click a button even on my uh, bluetooth headset be able to click a button and dictate in a voice memo or something like that to remind myself is handy but if it's going to butcher stuff like that or if i'm trying to dictate a text message and I have to read every well, you probably should read everything you send anyway because nothing's perfect. But when I have to sit there and then have you ever, well, yeah, editing text editing on an iPhone is, is tough. Yes, you got to take your finger and then you got to kind of like roll it around on the screen and try to get the cursor to the place that you no, 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 back to that. No, I didn't want to, you know, you, know, you have this internal conversation or something like that trying to get your cursor lined up they're saying backspace and you know put in the right word or right words uh depending on how much it screws up and so i just want something that's going to get it right most of the time and like i say siri is just really starting to kind of frustrate me uh from that standpoint right now and like i said i'd like my uh Android tablet. I've I've never had an Android phone per se. I've got the Amazon Fire phone that I'm using as a um, uh, iPod, and yeah, and I haven't tried. uh, I think I can probably put Google now in there. Maybe I should just try it sometime. Well, I'm I'm, that's not going to substitute for my iPhone because Fire phone is now defunct. But um, just try it out and see how it works and. Just see if it does better than uh, you know the iPhone does. Well, what I have to do a lot of times uh, when I'm editing on that is the if you rotate the the iPhone into uh, portrait or landscape mode, then you have those cursor movement keys that you can use under iOS. Okay. And that helps. That helps. So I think that works. Should work on your phone too. I think that's an iOS nine feature. Uh, but, it should. So, it, you know, like if you're texting message, you know, and you, you dictate something that's screwy, you can just rotate, and then you have, in the upper right corner of the soft keyboard, you'll see uh, what looks like greater than and less than signs, but they're actually cursor movement signs, so that helps. But not all apps and not all things support it, so. Yeah, because I was going to say, I just opened up, no, or had Note open, and I don't see anything, and even opening up messages here, I rotate it. And I'm not seeing anything like direction keys oh, or direction arrows. Yeah, it does. So, like I say, then you've got to do the roly-poly finger thingy. Yeah, I don't know. Can you see that in the episode? Yeah, yeah. Underneath. So you got Yeah, It might so only be is... the bigger screen. Maybe it only works on the 6S I don't, or the yeah. 6 Pluses. 
I think yeah. so because that's my screen right oh, there, yeah. and see, I have no. Yeah. It, probably because it's a little, little wider. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's handy. But I wish all applications supported it. That really sucks that they don't. So. But hey, you know, it's it's one of those joys of a closed ecosystem. Uh, yeah, joy as in, well, if you're in the sadomasochism, it'd be. It's joyful, I guess, but yeah, everybody well, into a little, little abusing of themselves. <laughs> oh Lord! No, no, uh, I didn't. No, 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 Michael. What? Oh, sorry. Pull back. Pull back. Stop. Oh yeah. Stop. Come. I see. W- walk I see into the, the light. light. Walk into the light. <laughs> yeah, it's just a train. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think on that note, folks, we'll. Uh, <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll slide on out of here for the for this week. I do want to make mention that we are, because of the Easter holiday next week, we normally record on Sunday nights. I think most everybody knows that. If not, now you do. Uh, we have, uh, we're, Mike and I are going to take the week off uh, next Sunday and spend the time. I'm going to be eating fried chicken and mashed potatoes. Uh, I don't know what Michael will be eating, but uh, I'm going to take that time, spend it with my family. Uh, I'm actually taking a long weekend, too, to go along with it, so... There will be no show next week. Mike, why don't you tell the good listeners where they can find out more about you should they, after our gestations, uh, want to find out how we danced as a duet to hear more from you? Yeah, or they just want to see what makes my mind tick or just keep an eye on me for public safety reasons. But anyway, if you do want to monitor me and my uh, what I say and do, I can be found on Twitter at DSC Chipman, and I have my About.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's uh, M-C-P-E-E-K, as I see the light. Um, <laughs> Walk towards the light. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks, if you want to find out more about me, you can find my musings on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. And I have actually been contributing just a wee little bit over on Google+. Plus. So go over and have a look. See what I've had to say over there. Um, not a whole lot, but uh, I have been contributing just a little bit over there. If you want to find out more about the show, go over to geekiestshowever.com. If you want to leave us a review on iTunes, they are always welcome, and we certainly do appreciate them. Folks, we certainly hope you've enjoyed this. We hope you have a happy Easter, should that fit in with your faith and your celebrations uh, next week. If not, just have fun, and we'll be back with you on April 3rd, hopefully with a special guest. So folks, if you do nothing else between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. Excuse me, do you consider yourself to be a geeky lady? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I have an iPad. I have This is my third iPhone. Uh, I'm, I use Pinterest. I, I'm on Facebook. I love my computer. I, I can't live without my Photoshop. Okay, Absolutely. okay. I get it. You're a pretty geeky lady. What about you? Would you consider yourself a geeky lady? Absolutely. I have Apple TV. I have my iPad. I have my iPhone 5. <laughs> I have an iPod. I have I have Photoshop. I've got about 70 or 80 apps. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I'm a geeky okay, okay. lady. Thank you. I get it. I get it. Well, well, what about you? Are you do you consider yourself a geeky lady? Hell no, but that's why I listen to three geeky ladies.